Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Taylor Glenn, and I'm a writer and comedian. I'm joined by screenwriter Hannah George. Hello. As well as author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. This is where beer meets breaking and entering, Prosecco meets perjury, and vodka meets vandalism. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime... I could <laughs> still be wrong, because I've reached that level of gin. Before or after Titanic? That's what I need to know. I need... <laughs> that's how you measure history. That's how I measure time. It's getting harder to read. Nicole is a messy bitch who lives for drama. <laughs> <laughs> Wilman, w- Wilman's... <sighs> Fuck yeah, my face. <laughs> now it's time for Drunk Women Solving Crime. Okay, hello. We are well on our way to Tipsy Town, so it is my great pleasure to introduce our guest for this episode. It is the brilliant Catherine Ryan. Hello. Hello. Oh, hi, guys. <laughs> I look forward to solving the crimes. We look forward to watching you do that. Thank you so much for joining us. It is a privilege and an honor to be here. Thank you for the gin. Correct. And hello, of course, to Katie and Hannah. How are you guys feeling? Good. Pretty good. Who are we drinking? Well, Silverback Gin is absolutely great. Katie's brought some fresh rosemary from her garden, which I recommend putting in your ice-cold Silverback Gin. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Crime solving. 
Cheers. 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 Catherine, I'm wondering if you could whet everybody's appetite mm. for true crime uh, by sharing something of your own. Have you ever been the victim of a crime yourself? Big time. I've been crimed at a lot in my life. I'm from Canada. People think crimes don't happen there. Often they don't. Uh, that is true. But I lived in a violent neighborhood. Um, people would wank at me from their cars. That's a crime still, right? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Yeah, I never reported it. I was a busy girl. Um, and then I was <laughs> mugged a lot when I first moved to London. Those are crimes. But I would say my top mm. crime, mm. it was a very involved one. It was back in Canada when I worked at Hooters. <laughs> I, um, was, someone rang the restaurant and they had a real radio voice. He's like, this is A106.3. Yeah. And I knew that radio station and I'm not stupid. I was the, one of the smartest of the Hooter girls. My responsibility <laughs> was the chalkboard. And I <laughs> always did the apostrophes exactly right. And I had the brownest of the hair. And so I, um, I, I answered the phone and he's like, uh, we're doing a challenge for $300. If any of you girls at Hooters can inflate your pantyhose, cause we wear like stockings, un like not stocking, not sexy stockings, but you know, like tights underneath yeah, the orange yeah, shorts. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I can do it. Hang on. I just have to ask my manager. I put the phone to the side. I ran. I said, can we inflate our pantyhose for 300? He was like, Catherine, no, put the phone back. I can't do it. <laughs> I was like, please. He's like, no. So I went back to the phone. I'm like, sorry, I'm not allowed. And like, don't worry like if you give me your mobile number then you can just do it as a private citizen I'm like really thanks uh -oh. and so yeah so then I, he rang me after I got home and I figured out a way that you put clear bin bags down your pantyhose to the toe wrap it all around your leg and use a bicycle pump to like wow. pump it up at the waist yeah wow. it's not sexy at all <laughs> no red you flags <laughs> no like you just get these massive legs you look like a big yeah. marshmallow man now you know how I look in tights yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was a window into my future yeah <laughs> so he's like good great so take photos and email them to me he had a hotmail address whoa and oh so, warning signs so I did that but the name, the name was so legit. How yeah. could you argue with it? And the voice, it was the, the radio voice. voice that really got me. So he's not a radio presenter at all? Well, I'm still believing him up to this point. <laughs> I believed him up to this point. I sent the photos in, he'd ring back, he'd ring at crazy times, like midnight, he rang all the time and he'd be like, oh, you need to do it again, you need to go. He had me out on field trips, like at a petrol station doing it with the tire what? pump, all these different <laughs> photos. Me. Yeah, he's like, we've got a whole series of inflating your pantyhose games for $300. So I've like racked up all this money. <sighs> then he's like, we need you to do a voice recording of you like, and you're get your flatmate involved and it's helium this time and you girls are floating to the ceiling and you're worried that it's going to pop. And I was like, this is crazy, but fine. <laughs> so we're like, oh no, I'm, I'm so big. I'm worried. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get explode with all this helium, all these things. And he was definitely wanking on the other end but i just i was like he's gotten kind of quiet and breathy i still didn't know oh i'd given him my address to send the money Whoa. he knew my number he had my email he had all these photos of me and then finally i was like i've had enough so my roommate and i went down <laughs> to the radio it. station demanding <laughs> our winnings and we explained to the lady at the front desk and she just was like Ugh. and she intercommed through she's like deborah we've got another one and they no. so then they told us he's like this known sexual predator who was collecting photos of all kinds of girls and putting them on inflatophiliac websites it's like a sexual kink which is fine to have a sexual kink but i mean it's definitely not fine to 
prey upon 18 year old girls under the pretense of a radio competition oh, <laughs> and then all my photos were on these like inflatophiliac websites and then he was like if you I said I'm gonna call the police because you you know the jig is up <laughs> and he's sounds like, like the name of his radio show <laughs> yeah. the jig is up and he's like no you won't because remember you weren't allowed to talk to me and you went behind your Hooters manager's back and did it and I know your address and I'm gonna come hurt you and so I'm like, yeah and then the police came over it was a big to do. So <laughs> Is that, that was... why you left Canada? <laughs> yeah. Well, that was yeah. That was probably my top crime. Well, That's yes, amazing. it would be. I'm so glad we didn't just stop at getting mugged in Crouch End. I mean, I was ready <laughs> yeah. to tackle that, but shit, that is niche. Yeah, crime. this is like a real forerunner to all the revenge porn type stuff, where people mm. are having photos and you can't get them back. Or like, because there's because there aren't laws to deal with it yet, are there? Oh no! So really, maybe this wasn't a crime. What's the well, crime? Well, no. I mean, it's definitely a crime. It's yeah. just not a prosecutable one yet. I mean, did he get prosecuted? Yeah. Well, what did the police no. say? The police were <laughs> <laughs> they were disappointed. Uh, they were like, "And you? Yeah, they're like victim blaming. Don't give out your home address or your phone number, and don't send photos of yourselves in stockings to hotmail addresses. <laughs> don't yeah. give." And we were like, "Yeah, yeah." Yeah. And then when you um, say it like that, yeah. he he said uh, we can't really do anything. You can tell him never to contact you again if he continues to harass you. Fine, but I was like, you don't want to mess with us because this roommate that I had, her dad is Julian Fantino, which I had researched as like the chief of police. It wasn't, but um, uh, once he knew the jig was up and he wasn't getting any more photos from us, he he did end up leaving us alone. Yeah, so. It's a happy ending, really. But yeah. those pictures are definitely still somewhere. That was the yeah. question on my mind. See, I don't know. Wow. Wow. Also, I, I would get very excited at the prospect of being able to float through my tights. Like, I, yeah, I probably would have been like, even if there's no money, I sort of want to take a ride. <laughs> was it $300 per picture? As yeah. Well? <gasps> so I was really looking forward. I probably amassed, like at least two grand, three grand, and then and I was thinking, I'm going to go to Jamaica. This is going to be incredible. And that was so much money to me at that time. It's the radio station moment that's yeah. really killer. I love that. We got another one. I mean, also, if there aren't enough laws to deal with the the photo and the that side of it, there must be, like, a fraudulent aspect if he's impersonating somebody that he isn't he's not it's not like impersonating a police officer though like is that as, as illegal impersonating a radio radio dj is already the lowest of low yeah. you know, yeah. a radio but, dj would impersonate an inflatophiliac just as a step up in the world but then you know if you'd gone to the press or whatever and they ran a story that brought the radio station to disrepute then he could be in trouble, right? I but mean, that would have been a real plague on Because society cares more about reputation than women. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. then that's, that's officially a crime because it affects men. Oh. <laughs> so, Catherine, to round this out, what do you want to say to him? Can I swear on this podcast? Of course yes, you can. You sick fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I saw those photos with my own eyes. They were some of the least sexual photos I've ever taken of myself or had my roommate participate in taking for me and how dare you get off on such photos and put them on websites without my permission you need to get a better kink you need to stop preying upon young girls get some women your own fucking age to blow up their panties and put that online get some consenting inflatophiliacs to participate in your seedy website or get fucked i hope you're dead now amen <laughs> i went too far i don't hope he's dead he <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, he Ooh, might fine. be just naturally, and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Are we ready, ladies, to take a bite out of some true crime? Yes. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> this is really very good gin. Thank you, gorillas. Right. Are you ready for the initial facts of Let's your case? Let's do this. Okay. A group of fervent religious followers are discovered gathered in a private residence where two decomposing bodies are found upstairs. The first had been bludgeoned with a hammer. The second had been nailed to a cross. Disclaimer, when I found this, I thought it sounded like a really fun case. <laughs> and now I'm like, uh, something I'm a little bit worried about myself. <laughs> Question number one. What time period do you think we're talking about here? It's kind of creepy that it could be like New Jersey yesterday. Yeah. But yeah. Best guess. Could be seventies. People got pretty sinister in the seventies. That's like Charles Manson time. Yes. It was a great time to be in a cult. So that's yeah. true. It was very culty in the seventies. <laughs> it was a culty time. That's a very good thinking. I'm gonna give you a clue because I'm starting rough. That's how I roll a wave of strict Lutheranism known as pietism, as in piety, mm-hmm. not pies, although sign me up for that, uh, was taking the Christian world by storm at this time. That sounds extra 70s cult time. Lutheranism. Luth- I don't know. Lutheranism. What is it? It's such a bullshit question. I would never know the answer to this. I'm like, I'll ask them about Lutheranism so they get the, here's a, it was a, a long time ago. Oh, so are we talking pre-1900 and 1900? That's very close. It was the early 19th century. Before or after Titanic? Oh, no, Titanic was 20th century, wasn't it? That's that's what I need to know. (laughs) That's how you measure That's how I measure time, yeah. Yeah, screw the war. Was it before or after Titanic? The or the movie? (laughs) Yeah, no, the movie. (laughs) Before or after 2001. There's 97. No idea what Lutherism is, but... I'm really sorry. I realize I hovered... God, that's terrible. I hovered way too long on a on a boring history no. question we're gonna move forward but fun fact pietism actually started in 17th century germany and it quickly spread to the rest of german-speaking europe what country do you think this crime took place in belgium austria i've got to say a different country just to be different germany <laughs> <laughs> so close it was a town called Wildesburg which was a Swiss parish. It was a very tiny, peaceful town. Or so they thought. Guys, we've got to back up a little bit on this crime to bring you into the story of it. So, to unravel it, we have to start with a girl named Margareta Peter, who was born on Christmas Day in 1794. Margareta was the youngest of five, and... And I quote, because I thought this was such a sad line, it said, except for her mother's death shortly after her birth, she grew up with all the love and care that her father, sisters, and brothers could lavish on her. Isn't that kind of dismissive? Kind of important, that first one. I know. They're like, it's 19th century. Meh. Take what you can get. But from an early age, Margareta showed signs of really strong religious leanings. So even at the age of six... She's documented to have started preaching to the family. Now, at the time, the family thought this was fantastic. They're like, that's so great. Um, You know, it's good. She's following the church. This is excellent. Um, But she started demanding that they follow in the ways of Christ as defined by her. Wow. I mean, I can imagine myself doing something similar as a child. (laughs) I was real precocious. (laughs) Like when I, yeah, insisted my parents 
watched me um, dance along to the theme tune of Keenan and Kel many times. Like, that feels like probably worse than what Margarita is but doing. But it's on a par with it. It's the same deal. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah. I mean, so far, I'm team her. I think she sounds just like a normal kid just doing what she's got to do. That's the funny thing about that age, isn't it? It's kind of like, well, maybe if she had had something else to focus on that yeah. she could have obsessed over. You know? didn't have CBBs. Of course she demanded everyone follow her religious gang. <laughs> right. She just needed some Paw Patrol figurines and they could have been tortured in a very different way. But now Margareta, obviously she grows up. She gets older. When she's a teenager, her uncle asks that she come and live with him uh, in a nearby no, village. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't do that. I'm so glad I'm not... I felt so cynical reading that because there's no mention of like anything that went on. But as soon as you hear about an uncle being mm. like, come live with me and be my housekeeper. Just a six year old girl. The boys can stay with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just that one. Yeah. No reason. No. <laughs> Just at the end of his letter. No reason. <laughs> no reason. Bye. Signed. <laughs> uncle. <laughs> There's never been a woman that can honestly say, like, yeah, my life really took off as soon as my uncle made me go and live with him. (laughs) What happens? But we don't know. We don't know. What we do know is that he was a pietist, so this was her first exposure to this extreme branch of the religion. So whatever sort of fever she had was really the and fires she's were stoked. Still six at this point. What no, age? she's she's an older teenager now. Okay. So she's very responsible for her own choices now. Because she's just kidding. She's totally getting manipped. <laughs> manipped. <laughs> Nipped in the bud. <laughs> That's the one. So she's exposed to this whole community of pietists and they Notice this extreme change in personality. So although she'd been super religious, she was of the happy sort, and then all of a sudden she's the most sullen teenager in the world. Um, although maybe she was just becoming... Getting abused. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Kind of feels like that's the whole secret behind yeah. this. Gosh. Um, so when they would ask her, apparently she would just say, well, God's revealing himself to me, and she'd try to make them more aware of her own sinful nature. Is her uncle called God? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been exposed to a lot of new things have been revealed to me. No one picked up the subtext. It's a yeah. real cry for help. It was a sad time. It was a very sad time. Sweden was progressive. <laughs> yeah. Now, Switzerland, same difference. Actually, pietism do. spread to Sweden, so Catherine, spot yeah. on! Yeah. It's so funny that you thought of like Manson family, because it feels like under mm. the umbrella of Christianity it really was that kind of thing that would sort of spawn these followings um and indeed that is what happened so uh Margareta leaves the uncle's house she's had enough (laughs) she winds up back at her father's house thanks dad for letting me go there and she meets two new servants Ursula and Margaret now they become very close very quickly because Margaret had epilepsy and hoped that Margareta's gospel because she had started preaching a lot could cure her and Ursula, I don't really get her story. I think she's she's just like a groupie mm. who totally wanted to be with Margareta all the time. So she followed her everywhere. Yeah. And then there's a third figure in this story, which is Elizabeth. And this is Margareta's sister, who became one of her most devout followers. So we've got these three women who are following her, and Margareta just gets more and more obsessed about preaching across Europe. So on her travels, she meets a man called Jakob Morf who had a wife called Regula. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Regula. It's good. Now, it's not clear if they boned, but they wrote passionate letters to each other, which are still in the Zurich archives, mm. if you guys go there. 
Um, Margareta told Jacob that they would ascend to heaven together and share the same throne. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. That's like 19th century sex talk. But it's also it? sacrilegious because, like, it's a complete sin mm. to make yourself a worshipped. Yeah, guy. that's vanity. Right? That's worshipping idols. Yeah. Ah, that's a good point. I hadn't even thought about that aspect of it. What a bitch. <laughs> Are we still team Margareta? It's hard to say. I am because. Born on Christmas Day, like baby Jesus, I think I know what she's going to come to an untimely demise. Oh, <laughs> and I boy. know she's been hurt by her uncle, so I'm sad. Yeah. yeah. So Jakob Morf, there's no indication of whether they had a relationship, but they exchanged these passionate letters. And again, to quote the article I read, Jakob's wife was less than thrilled with their relationship. <laughs> yeah. A historian wrote less than thrilled. I love yeah. that. Like, Regula was not happy that she was inviting him to the throne in heaven. <laughs> Just one throne. Mm. Is it cheating if it's like in the afterlife? If you're like planning Ooh, it for the afterlife? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I picture Regula like Cardi B. That's such like just an urban like Regula. I know it's an amazing name, it's and I'm sure name. I'm saying it wrong, but I'm gonna stick with it. It's probably Regula. No, she's no, regular. It's Regula. <laughs> yeah, basic. Now I'm Regula. Okay. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I do have a question coming. The police are eventually alerted because Margareta has disappeared for months with someone. Who is she with? Jakob. Jakob? Um, I guess, uh, wife. Is it? Is it not those people? None of those. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's not. I'm getting very. The three. The three. Now. The three girls. Who else did we miss? Squad. Who has she gone on with? Elizabeth Ursula. Elizabeth. Mm. It's always the sister, the devoted sister, devout, devout, devoted, devoted, yeah, devoted, devout. devoted <laughs> sister. So they disappear for months. Nobody knows what they've been up to, but apparently they returned and they were pale and sick and looked like they'd been through a war and they wouldn't talk about what they had been up to. 
So I don't have any sisters, but it just feels like like the ultimate crazy night out, but with a religious yeah spring break like twist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're not gonna for? say months. And oh. no one knew where they were. Nobody knew where they were. Does anyone want to top up before yeah, we find out drink. the mystery? I want to thank uh, the Gorilla Spirits Company for sending us not just one, but four bottles of booze. We have two bottles of delicious gin, which is going down so well, a bottle of vodka, and a coffee liqueur that is so delicious that I've replaced my daily face wash with it. It's the official gin and the silverbacks. It's the classiest of all the monkeys, I would say. Well, the you, James Catherine, Bond monkey. I'm glad that you brought this up. She's looking at the gorilla in the bottle, and the thing I like about this company is that one pound from every bottle they sell goes to help real gorillas. Oh, and, I didn't with think their alcoholism. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think they just put the money right into their palm. They're like, get some clothes. Mm-hmm. Good luck. So it's a great company. So we can drink and help them, but we're promoting an ethical company. It's true. And we've also got some snacks because it's good to line your stomach when you're drinking the finest gin. So thank you to the Pure Bite Company for sending so many different kinds of grab-and-go snacks. Mm. We're going nowhere, but we're going to grab. And they're very delicious. I like a little granola with my gin and tonic. It's good. (laughs) Who doesn't? It keeps the energy up. Okay. So Elizabeth and Margareta return from this pilgrimage or whatever it is, pale, sick, everybody's kind of worried about them. I love the dad in this because according to this, he's like, I'm worried and he keeps going to the police, but it's like no harm ever comes to any of the women in my family, apart from my dead mother. (laughs) They'll be back. (laughs) So the sister and Margareta return, they're looking like shit, but they're like more pious than ever. Who shows up at the door? Jesus. (laughs) What a twist if it was. Mm-hmm. I know who it is. Jakob. It was indeed Jakob. Because oh, yeah. he's romantic Good. like that. Well played. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because you got regular sort of saying, like, oh. stop spending time with this crazy woman. And for a while he did go back, but then he goes to this village and shows up on her doorstep, not just alone, but with two followers. Because she went out and got that revenge body. <laughs> it works for Khloe Kardashian and it's working for Marguerite. <laughs> I wonder what revenge body in 19th century Switzerland. It's that pale, like. skinny, like being sick, yeah. and like you're about to die. It's the same as it is now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is beautiful. <laughs> So Elizabeth and Margareta would spend all their time just locked in a room and they would pray all day. So Jakob Morf is there with two followers and the arrival of this man who I think we can assume she's in love with sends the entire household into a religious frenzy. So days would go by, they would have a fire lit, they would eat around it and people would just go into convulsions or they would hallucinate and say that they were seeing things. Um, And Margareta is just getting more and more involved in this. Um, so Margareta insists one evening, um, after the fire had popped, Ursula, the servant who had been following her, um, passes out on the floor and Margareta says that this is a sign and she can see Satan himself and his firstborn. And his firstborn. And his firstborn. No, he had kids. (laughs) (laughs) He's a family guy. Women love a bad boy though. (laughs) Kids all over hell. (laughs) 
Hell hath no fury like Satan with a child, because <laughs> mm. then he's really stretched. Um, <laughs> yeah. He'd have it in a chest carrier as well. He'd be that kind of dad that would yeah. just be like, look at me, I'm Satan, I'm really hands-on dad. <laughs> He'd have his little yeah. horns in his chin all the time, though. Right? <laughs> okay, so things are just escalating, escalating. Now, every time Margareta has a hallucination, Elizabeth says, I can see it too, which just makes me oh. feel... Oh. Mm. A little bit sad, because uh, you just get this sense that she wants to go along with her sister. She wants to be close with her. Yeah. She wants to see yeah. the hallucination. She's that girl at school. She's me at school. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were hitting the. Oh, this is the grand okay. finale. Because oh, okay, we remember, okay. how did we start? How did we start, guys? What are we trying because to solve? Someone here? got nailed to a cross and someone was bludgeoned, boom. and they were decomposing. Boom boom. So it was a hot day. How did that happen? <laughs> so Elizabeth insists that she can also see Satan and his child. The congregation go upstairs where Margareta commands them to board up all the windows and she just begins smashing the shit out of everything. Now what I find hilarious about this is that the dad is still in the house and his testimony was that he had no idea that anything was going on. Yeah. And it just reminds me of like, you know when, I don't know if your parents did this, but like when parents like say, yes, you can throw a party, but we're going to be in the kitchen. (laughs) And it just seems a little bit like, I just don't want to get involved. Because mm-hmm. that's a lot of noise. He's like, I'm here if you need a ride home. But... <laughs> I said she was smashing stuff up, but they boarded up the windows. Yeah. Like, that's just a classic, like, don't want to know anything about, yeah, I can send you to your uncle, la la la, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, <laughs> smash up my house, la la la, I don't know what's happening, what? <laughs> He's in denial. I love the way we've managed to just blame him, <laughs> which is completely <laughs> fair. I hate him. His wife died. How do wives usually die? At the hands of guess who? That's true. Statistically, it's him. Mm-hmm. I saw that crime. <laughs> that little side crime. The side crime that wasn't reported. <laughs> so the, all this crazy stuff is going on. Mr. Peter's downstairs, just keeping it cool. Um, and uh, 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 it's getting harder to read. Oh, so Margaretta's <laughs> flailing around and she's saying, this is the time, guys. It's now or never. This is the time that you have to sacrifice me. Yeah. Otherwise, Satan will take over all of you and you'll have to look after the baby and they're a lot of work and it doesn't sleep well. <laughs> so Five-hour stretch is considered sleeping through the night, but it's going to make you really tired. Margaret asks him to kill her. Yes. Yes, she does, Katie. Is that quite a pious thing to do? Yeah, I don't really understand piety. It feels like such a <laughs> feels like such an emo thing to do. But it's so modern. Like, it's crime. Suicide is a crime, and murder is a crime. Mm. Sins, even we're talking about religion. Mm. Like in no way should that be a great plan for a religious group. That's what science. But she is. probably thought she was going to come back after three days, like Jesus. I'll get to that throne. Of course, she did. She's born on Jesus' birthday. Oh yeah. God, yes! So a total yeah. messiah complex. Mm-hmm. She's Russell Brand. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically the end of the crime. <laughs> you have absolutely solved it. That's exactly it. She said, "Don't worry. The sacrifice <gasps> uh-huh. will come to good because I will be able to resurrect." Well, so she was the one on the cross. Well. That is for you to answer, drunk women. She says, it's time for me to be sacrificed. What do her followers do when she commands them to sacrifice her? The thing is, we're only hearing this from them that she said, hey, sacrifice me. Like, are they trusted witnesses here? Like, oh yeah, so we've killed someone she told us to. 
I'd be so pissed off as well if my mates were like, if I was like, guys, I think you should kill me. And everyone straight away was like, yeah, we're going to kill Hannah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, please. Just I wonder like... how quickly they were like, seriously, she has not shut up since she got back. <laughs> Let's kill the bitch. Yeah. <laughs> we only have their word for it that she said, kill me. So that's suspicious. That's true. Although I can completely imagine somebody that's, overtaken with this kind of like religious mania is probably in a state of complete psychosis mm. you know tapping into my long retired psychotherapist self well i think like you know if the question is Incredible. would i have killed her if i was there i'd say no because she does sound in a sort of psychosis thing but i guess if she's got all these followers there believing maybe she's the messiah mm. i don't want to say she's brought it on herself because i don't think she has but <laughs> victim blaming <laughs> yeah i know it's total messiah blaming, blaming. Messiah blaming <laughs> right but it's yeah it's one of those things where you just think yeah, I mean, they did they did a bad thing, obviously. <laughs> I like her. As cult leaders go, most of them are men, and they're like, you drink all this Kool-Aid. Yeah. You go kill all these people. You go slash up this Hollywood Hills home. She was like, just kill me. Yeah. <sighs> just the way a woman would. Like exactly. It. She Take put her money out. where her mouth was. Right. So I think <laughs> her right followers, when she said kill me, I think they nailed her to the cross, and then probably bludgeoned. Elizabeth, because Elizabeth was like, don't kill my sister. And they were like, shut up, Elizabeth. <laughs> she wants to die. You yeah. are so close. Yeah. So the little twist here is that somebody volunteered to sacrifice themselves in Margareta's oh. place. Who was it? Oh. I don't think it was her dad. And also... <laughs> Guys, this is getting out of hand. <laughs> Take me. Was this Margarita's plan, maybe, with all these devoted followers? Yeah, right. Like saying you can kill me, but then actually she was hoping someone would step in and Wilkes she would I love that you try to get under the story. <laughs> it's good that you question your good detective <laughs> promoting you. Yes. <laughs> well, and this is what when you said I'd be really mad if my friends immediately picked up the pitchforks and stuff, they did, apparently. <gasps> like as soon as she said sacrifice me, they're like, We're on it. We've been waiting for something exciting. Oh, so wow. they picked up hammers, boards, you know, they'd been tearing up the room. Um, who was it that volunteered to sacrifice herself in Margarita's place? Well it's Elizabeth, isn't it? It's always the sister. <gasps> Poor Elizabeth volunteered and was bludgeoned to death with a hammer. By Margarita? Well, mm. by everyone. By everyone. Jesus. What's Jakob doing? What did he show up for? It's a good question. He's just among the angry He's like, mob. guys, I'm really sorry. I thought I, this was going to be cool. I think he's a bad seed. Yeah. Mm. He's trouble. I'm calling it. <laughs> he's a married man who's sleeping with someone else and bludgeoning people left and right. <laughs> so Elizabeth sacrifices herself. They crush her head with a hammer. But don't worry because Margareta's got this because she says they're both going to come back to life. So everybody's like, oh, good. And then she insists what? The cross. The cross. This is not complete. My sister's sacrifice is not enough. You have to nail me to a cross. And indeed they do. Or is it just that her sister trumped her? Mm. How do you mean, Katie Wilkins? Well, so she's like, yeah, I'm going to sacrifice myself. And then her sister's like, no, me, I can do it. I couldn't see the hallucinations, but I can have this glory. <laughs> and then Marguerite's like, oh, God damn it, my death has to be even better than this. I know a cross. A cross is the only thing I can have now. Yep. One up that, that checks out. I think that's very, <laughs> that I think that's very serene insight. 
How do you die on a cross? Because I've wondered this since the early days of Catholic school. Oh, it's it... horrible. Like, it takes three days, and because you're in that position for ages, like, eventually your lungs fill with blood. Because, like, it oh. can't handle it with your ribs or something. I yeah. love that you have an like, answer to that. Sun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She was straight in. Like, <laughs> crucifixion info? I got that. Also, I could still be wrong, because I've reached that level of gin, but I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure I remember reading or hearing about that yeah. at the time that we were studying it in school. Because right. we've all had a nail through the hand by accident. <laughs> sure. And a nail through the foot by accident. It could be gangrene too. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. But three days. So yeah. to round this out, Does she guys. Die? She dies obviously sooner than three days. Then any She did die sooner. Then... She died immediately. So I'm what? guessing they did the old whack-a-hammer on the head. Five. I mean, if it's good enough for the sister, it's good enough for Margareta. <laughs> okay, and maybe okay. Regula gets in on it later. <laughs> Um, so the crucifier, I mean, it was very brutal. Like they put nails through everything. It right. specified like they put them through her breasts. Oh, and it's like, why? Why? Why do you? Why do you gotta nail the nips? I don't know. So two bodies are laying there in a heap, and this is, besides the dead, this is my favorite part of the story. The account goes <laughs> that they've got these two dead bodies, and they're like, well, how how long does it take, like, till they come back to life? And they all go downstairs to dinner with the dad. Oh. And they just have dinner. That's like, amazing. Are you guys, are you guys peckish? And the dad's like, "Hey, I'm cool with whatever the banging was. Can I get you some food?" <laughs> Where are the girls? Uh, you know the girls. They're always up to something up there. <laughs> Missing and pale. And he's so like, "I'm cool, dad. Whatever. I'll see him later." <laughs> <laughs> Never be a cool dad if you. <laughs> He's so right on. <laughs> Mr. Peter, everything's fine. We were just having a little dance party. Give us the lamb. Right. So eventually, Mr. Peter finds the bodies, reports it to the police. Mr. Peter had been to the police a few times. It's those damn kids again. Um, now they eventually go to trial, which is why we have all of these accounts. It's through testimony. And as Katie says, who knows? Who knows where the real story is? Yeah. Um, but my final question is this. Who do you reckon, of all the people that we have shared, who do you think got the longest sentence, the longest prison sentence? Jakob. Oh, Probably should have been. Yeah, it's not going to be him. It's going to be like Ursula or the epileptic, because they'll think she had the devil. It'll be the epileptic. I forget. Was it Ursula that was epileptic, or was it the other one? It was the other one, Margaret. Confusing. Mm. Margareta? Margaret. Did she get the longest so sentence because she was epileptic? She did not. She got the second longest <gasps> sentence. Oh. I'm just pleased that they were kind of done for it. I don't know why. Part yeah. of me just thought that actually mm. they never would have got done for it for some reason. I don't I don't know why, but mm. uh, yeah. I mean, maybe regular because I imagine that if she, I don't think she was there. I've just realised in this story, but if she was, <laughs> I think like she's got a reason to be like, mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The person who got the longest sentence was Ursula, who was the servant of this family, who was one of the most devout followers other than Elizabeth. Um, So for some reason, she was given twice as long of a sentence, allegedly because she delivered the most fatal blows. Whoa. Of the attack. Or was it because she was working class? Yeah, couldn't afford a lawyer. (laughs) Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Drunk women solving crime. Well, that put me in a great mood. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to delve into a little bit of religious fervor. So, should we switch gears, guys? Because, of course, we take in... um, Our listeners like to send in crimes that they have been dealing with that we can solve very quickly. So would you like to hear this real crime from a listener? 
Dear drunk women, I am the victim of a serial offender in the workplace. Time and time again, my laughing cow triangles are pilfered from the office fridge. I've left notes on the box to state that these are not communal triangles. I've sent emails to get the offender to stop, but to no avail. Who is doing this? Only you can help. Nicole. This is heavy. I mean, I know we've had like nails through tits so but when i was a student there was 16 mm-hmm. of us and one normal fridge yeah and um i was <laughs> i was quite low status and one normal fridge compared to all the <laughs> you know really cool people so people like everyone wrote their name on the butter and everything in the fridge yeah. but if people went shopping and there wasn't enough room in the fridge they'd take mine out because they thought oh she's not going to complain we can take her so they would just take mine out so i started writing elvis on my butter and suddenly it was left <laughs> in the fridge <laughs> Because no one knew who would bother to put Elvis on the They were like, I can't take a chance at somebody important, but I leave it in the fridge. Also, I think my advice for Nicole is to grow up and don't eat children's cheese. There's not getting more than an adult eating children's cheese. Is that a children's wow. cheese? It's a children's cheese. That's it? a very really? strong reaction. Well, it's... look, cheese is cheese. It's delicious at the end of the day, but Nicole is a messy bitch who lives for drama. <laughs> and what she needs to do is if she really needs to continue to support the dairy industry yeah which we know dairy in there though rips babies from their mothers yeah it's dairy it's cheese dairy yeah if you really want to eat cheese just buy like a ton of laughing cow and share or like just keep it at your desk and eat some warm cheese by your lonely self i don't get like being weird about food (laughs) well what um have you like never no one's ever stolen food from you People steal from me all day, every day. And you don't mind? No. Nicole's a Tory. (laughs) And what she needs to do. People, I do everyone's laundry. I clean the house. I feed people. I pay for people to do this and that. I don't care. I hate this woman. And what she needs to do, just chill out about the cheese. You don't need to be eating cheese. Be an adult and get some, like, get some vegan cheese. Maybe vile life. No one's going to steal that from you. Because yeah, they think it's on. disgusting, but it is good. That's true. So I think be that's a, a top tip. That is, yeah. No one steals vegan food, and but in the future they will. If someone's stealing your cheese, then they like are disenfranchised, and they really need cheese. What kind of a person steals cheese? So like, feel sad for them. Stop being a Tory and be vegan. <laughs> <laughs> Solved. I mean, I just hate when people are petty about food. <laughs> Catherine, have you written a book yet? <laughs> it just winds me up. I'm serious. I feel like you could write a light, like a no bullshit life instruction mm. book, and I would read it but every day. You could be rich or poor and not be petty. So you know? true. Like if you're getting wind up about lost cheese, then you need if to we're gonna take it. anything away, it's don't don't be petty and don't go live with your uncle. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Good if, if Nicole if ever at any point lived with her uncle, then I apologize and I take it back. <laughs> She's got a lot of problems. <laughs> Truth. I'm so puerile, I can't get away from the expression communal triangles. I've just been stuck on that. It feels like an incel support group. Like, everything's a communal triangle. Uh. You guys, this has been some serious drunk crime solvage. It's been a journey. Thank you so much to Catherine Ryan for being here with Thanks us. Thanks for having me. Thank and, you. Um, Catherine? What the hell have you been up to? What would you like? I mean, what would you like to tell us about that people should check out? 
a load to plug veganism. <laughs> um, done and done. Nothing really. Oh, I have some West End dates in September if you want to come see me on oh. tour at the Garrick Theater. And that's it, really. You're going to have to scramble to get those tickets at the Garrick Theater. Maybe. All right. Fantastic. Anything else? Uh, not really. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you to Hannah. Hey, Thank you to pleasure. Katie. We have been the drunk women, Wilmans. <laughs> fuck yeah, my face. <laughs> drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and on Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then please write it in that review and we'll solve it. Thank you so much to ACAST for hosting us and thank you for listening. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.